It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in, everyone. This is another edition of Catfish on Ice with your host, Chad Minton and Rich Howe. And uh, Rich, I think you know this old saying. I think everybody knows this old saying. When you play with fire and you keep playing with fire, you're going to get burned eventually. And I can't get that saying out of my head tonight when I'm watching this predators Oilers game. I mean, it's just, what are the Predators doing? <clears throat> not playing <laughs> it's bad oh yeah I, I don't even know I, I got nothing I'm like I was thinking before we came on I was like maybe chat like we can we like change the format and be like a music review podcast uh, well, like, well hey I, I think you would I, be I listen real to the new, I listened to the new Jack White album today it's really good maybe we can talk about that I don't know I mean you're, you know your music. You're a musician yourself. That might not be a bad idea, Rich. All right. I can't even watch this, man. It's so hard. Nonetheless, we are here for you, Preds fans. This yep. is episode 121 of Catfish and Ice. We appreciate you joining us live on our YouTube channel. If you're joining yep. us on Twitter, at Catfish Ice. We appreciate that. We've got Missy in the chat here in YouTube. We appreciate you joining us. We've got Mike Twitter saying, sup, guys. Yeah. Tonight, for the first time, I'm thinking the Preds may lose their playoff spot. Well, um, yeah, Yeah. it doesn't look good. Uh, Let me share this real quick. As we get into the meat of this episode, we're about to tell you what we're getting into tonight for episode 121, brought to you by DraftKings. First of all, this says it all. Assistant coach Dan Highnote told Preds on Valley broadcast in the second intermission and I appreciate this honesty and this unfiltered response I can't even describe how much I appreciate this honesty and I don't like the I don't like the answer but I appreciate the honesty because I would rather have an unfiltered honest answer than give me some cookie cutter like BS response Right. Preds assistant coach Dan Hynote said that Preds on Valley and uh, Kara Hammer, who's a great reporter for mm-hmm. Preds on Valley, asked him basically what what has to change through <laughs> after the first two periods as the Preds are down three to nothing. And Dan Hynote said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but let me take the biggest part of the quote that I got from this. He simply said, they're out competing us. And we're watching. That's right. <laughs> Dan Hynote is correct. That's for sure. He is definitely correct there. And he I love that he's correct. I love that he's honest about it. I do. Yeah. And and that's good. And I, 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 I'm speechless. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. 
Don't even know what to say. I got to come up with I something. I mean, we know that the Edmonton Oilers are a star-studded, top-heavy team. They've got some decent players behind their superstars. Yep. Uh, but what the Preds are doing tonight, it's not – they're unrecognizable. Like, they're not really pushing back. They're no. they're They're trying to battle back. Like, they're getting some opportunities – after that opening first period where they just looked lost. They didn't even look ready to play a hockey game. No, not at all. You got to give credit it, to their goaltender. <clears throat> to Mike uh, Smith, yeah. Mike Smith, man. He's playing really well. Um, we can talk about it a little more in a little bit. But, it, it, yeah, you, you just can't come out flat like this. You're up by one point over Dallas in the wild card. And I know that – so Edmonton uh, played the Wild Tuesday night and lost 5-1, so I'm sure they're nice and ticked off about that. Um, and they are showing their uh, superiority tonight, that's for sure. Their superiority is a good word to use there. Uh, watching this game tonight, if the Preds and the Oilers played in a seven-game series, we would probably be swept. I and I'm so. sorry, but that's just the truth. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, it's just not, they don't, the Preds do not look like a team that's ready to do anything in the playoffs. And so that's kind of what is going to lead to what we're getting into tonight on the rundown for episode 121. Again, we appreciate you joining us. Catfish on Ice, episode 121 with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, your host, as we're watching the end of the Oilers and the Preds in this third period. Uh, we got about 12 minutes left in this game as the Preds. I mean, it's going to take a miracle run to even salvage a point at this point, but oh yeah, that's this is kind of perfect. We're going to get into some really good topics here. First off, I want to touch on an article that I wrote for Predlines.com yep. yesterday. And it's really just been this game just really illustrates it perfectly. Uh, has this Preds fan base become completely numb to just the pure joy of making the playoffs? Just being in there, just being in that. Because we always talk about it. Okay, you get in, anything can happen. We That's say true. that, right? And that That's is true. true. But it it's feeling like, once again, this Preds team is going to have to sneak through the back door they're going to have to limp across the finish line to even make the playoffs if they even do that. If they even do that. And then yeah. what we're seeing tonight, do we really think the Preds are capable of beating the Colorado Avalanche or the Calgary Flames in a seven-game series? Huh? No way. <laughs> That's a pipe dream for sure. But No, it's not going to happen. I got a caveat for you there, and it's going to get us to our following segment later in this episode. We're yeah. going to compare this team to the one exception to the rule, and yeah. that is the 2017 team that yep. no one gave a snowball's chance in hell of beating the Chicago Blackhawks that year, and they swept them. So I do Absolutely. think it's fair to at least compare this team to that 2017 team, most notably, how did that 2017 team fare during this same ending stretch of that regular season? 
Yes, so we're going to do a little pretty close. Very we're going to go back and we're going to go back and do a little looking back and just we can look at the roster yeah. of that Preds team and we can kind of like say okay, but that is a big exception to the rule. Oh man, Lazan was getting ready got? to. Well, Lazan was uh, getting ready to get a piece of uh, Zach Cassie in there. I don't know if that would be a good idea. I see that. Yeah. Cassian's well, a big old dude. Lazan mm. is in the penalty box now. And the uh, yeah, what do you know? The top five vaunted, potent Edmonton Oilers power play is back on the ice. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean he's like riding his back. What's he doing? <sighs> I just I I can't even I can't even oh, put it into words. We're gonna do our power rankings for the Central Division. AJ oh, yeah. Evans is on YouTube here. He says offense, please. Yeah, Absolutely. well, we've been asking that, AJ, for like what feels like yeah. an eternity at this point. I mean, this offense has completely hit more potholes than the potholes that I had to drive over on Interstate 24 coming home every day from work. Absolutely. And that's a lot of potholes, people. It is. Any Anyone who lives in uh, the Nashville area or lives in um, – Southern Rutherford County and has to drive from Nashville. Um, Rich, I don't know if you got a lot of potholes in your area, but um, um, yeah, I've obviously been to Nashville several times. Ten times worse potholes in Kentucky. Oh yeah, you Man. gotta, you gotta, Man. you gotta hope that you, you better hope you got a spare tire on your Absolutely. car driving down this these interstates around here. But they that's kind of what the Preds' offense is doing right now is they're yep. driving down Interstate 24 which is my commute every day to Nashville and it's like a dirt it's like a dirt race dirt track <laughs> race like it's just like boop 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 and it's like yeah you can't get the any traction way. so yeah um i don't know i don't know what to say right now um maybe well, they just sputter their way into the playoffs we'll see but yeah that's where we're at all right yeah. Opening face-off tonight presented by DraftKings, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network for episode 121 of Catfish on Ice, is what does the playoffs really mean to us anymore, Rich? Just making the playoffs. I don't mean like winning in the first round type of stuff. I just mean like the, the joy of making the playoffs. And where I get that at is... Okay, so I was watching the NBA playoffs last night, or I guess they oh, yeah. have they have this thing called a play-in tournament now, where you can play your way in, kind of similar to what the NHL did when they had the qualifying round during yeah. the COVID mm-hmm. bubble or whatever. But the the NBA has implemented implemented this new uh, play-in tournament where the ninth and tenth place teams can play okay. their way in to the full playoff field. And I watched this team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I guess they just never had playoff success. And they just, they're a team that's just never had any success. And they won their play. They won the play-in game. All right. And everyone was trolling them on Twitter, making fun of them. LeBron James sent out a tweet with laughy emojis because this team and their fans were celebrating like they just won the NBA championship. And it was that pure joy of just making the playoffs. 
And it yeah. gave me this idea of, okay, well, I kind of remember when Preds fans felt that way of just making the playoffs. Yeah. But you kind of got to go back like basically a yeah. decade ago. I do remember the Preds fans used to feel that way. Like, oh, we made it in the playoffs. Let's, let's make something happen. Let's shock the world. And then it doesn't happen. I don't think Preds fans feel that way anymore. And I think it's fair for them to not feel that way anymore. What do you think, I, I I feel you you're right, and um, unfortunately, some uh, errors by the front office have caused this problem. Um, you put your stock in some players um, that produced well in the 2017 Stanley Cup final. Um, you misplaced your. Uh, um, putting your faith in those guys because they shouldn't have been kept together as long as they were. Um, and I'm afraid I'm hoping that something's going to change this, this season at the end of this season. And we won't see that again because it's been, it's cool to make the playoffs. Good job. But for the past three or four seasons, first round exit, three seasons, first round exit. And unfortunately if they make it in this time and they have to play Calgary or Colorado, like you said, going to be another first round exit i think and it's just kind yeah. of like it's cool it's cool you got in good job but and that's kind of what that's kind <laughs> of like, what sprung up that article that i wrote and it's kind of what springs yeah. up this topic is uh you're seeing this team right now and yes they've overperformed they expectations did. but have they really have they really i don't know that they've necessarily over overperformed expectations. I think they've just done it in a very different way than we expected. Because I don't think I can tell you personally, I didn't see Roman Yossi pushing a hundred points in the season. I didn't no. see Tanner Janot uh being in the Calder trophy conversation. I didn't see I mean mm-hmm. I wanted Matt Duchesne to have a bounce back year and I knew it he had it in him but I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. Uh, Ryan Johansson scoring 20-plus goals for a change in a Preds uniform, didn't see that necessarily happening. So a lot of things we didn't see happening from individual personal performances mm-hmm. have happened, and yet this team is still hovering on that playoff bubble. And yeah. that's kind of what it comes down to. And so for me, making the playoffs again is like, okay, yeah, you did it again. Congratulations. It'll be the eighth straight year of this team doing that. Mm-hmm. What do you have to show for it? Nothing. You have banner <laughs> jokes. You have banner jokes to show for it. Yeah, you have absolutely you have, nothing. You have you have fodder for all the Preds haters out there to make banner jokes. That's what we had to show for it. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, so if they do keep, obviously they're going to keep a lot of these guys on the team. If they do sign Philip Forsberg or whatever, what are the odds that they're going to be able to replicate what they did this season? I mean, it's just not. It just doesn't seem feasible to me. So, and that's I, kinda, I don't know what's going to change. Whole, I don't know what, that's yeah. kind of the whole point of it. Can you really count on all these things breaking? right yeah. for you individually yeah. speaking next season if you bring this same team back yeah. yeah uh that that's a that's a big part of it and maybe maybe you can make it happen again but it's very 
It's just, I don't know. It's it's yeah. hard to say that. But this is kind of why fans were like all on board with, okay, this season is totally a rebuild. We're going to throw this season away, for, for instance, and we're not going to like get too hung up in making the playoffs and trying mm-hmm. to win a Stanley Cup. But then this team played so well. And you've Absolutely. got all these milestones being broken. You got Phil Forsberg setting franchise goal records. You got Roman Yossi having an, an historically great season for a defenseman, yep. something we haven't seen since Bobby Orr. <laughs> you yeah, know, man. like I mean, yeah. we're seeing like these crazy things. Yeah. We're seeing Matthew, Matthew we're seeing Matthew Shane just ticked off and laser focused every game. And we're seeing Tanner Janot. We're seeing this team. All these fa- a lot of fans love the fights. They love the fights. They love seeing. So this team has the most fighting majors in the league by a long shot. Uh, you've got Tanner Janot, Mark Borowiecki, Luke Cunning. All these guys love to fight. Uh, you added Jeremy Lazan at the trade mm-hmm. deadline, who also loves to fight. Yep. And it's like, yeah, the fans, the casual fan loves all that stuff. And it's it's great entertainment. But does that lead to goals on the scoreboard? Usually does not. Does that lead to Stanley Cups necessarily? And I hate to say that. I hate to be the negative person in the room right now. But does all that entertaining, fighting stuff you're seeing, does that necessarily lead to Stanley Cups? It does not. No, it does not at all. Yeah, like you said, it's all well and good, but um... – it just it doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get anything accomplished, really. And to tell you the truth, um, I know that uh, the last game, Borvieski got in some some fights or whatever, and you know they still even struggled. That really didn't even light a fire under those guys uh, to play harder. Um, the Pittsburgh game after um, Malkin hit Boro in the face. I would have thought they would have come out and answered, you know, show some intensity, mm-hmm. show some fire, nothing, nothing at all. Um, just, I don't know, just something they, they must have peaked and now they're really showing who they are because <clears throat> all these dudes are struggling. Um, they said Philip Forsberg hadn't had a goal in five games. Yeah, that's um, – that's bad after how after that's all bad news for that's bad news for the Predators. I mean, like yeah. you, you, yep. you can look at this recent offensive drought this team's going through, and uh, exhibit yep. A is Phil Forsberg's not scoring. I mean, yeah, um, Granlin's struggling still a little bit. Uh, Tolvanen is still not not even out there. I mean, I just <laughs> I don't know what you do. I don't know what you can do. You you, you know you, you they've inspired these guys before. They they uh, did really well at the end of last season to get in, but it's just. And here's what I'm seeing tonight. Just let's just talk about tonight's game. We can really go back and talk about some other games as well recently, but just tonight's game. Yeah. What I'm seeing is the Preds are frustrated offensively. They're they're mm-hmm. they're almost making. Sometimes they're making some extra passes that they don't need to make. They're trying to get a little too cute. They're trying to just over over they're pushing a little too hard almost like they're overthinking it and i wish i could be in that locker room and get an answer maybe to that from some of these players who who would be willing to be honest about that because it really feels like 
that these players who are human and do mm-hmm. think about these types of things, I feel like they're overthinking it right now because yeah. they know they hear the outside noise. They know that they're not scoring and they're not delivering and they're not finishing. And tonight really just exploded on them to the point where they really can't get anything to fall. No, they can't. And I think what you said about passing, I think that is 100% a huge problem going on right now with those guys because the passes aren't crisp. The passes aren't getting through. They keep trying these long stretch passes to try to break a player, break, uh, have a breakaway. Um, that's not working when they do have the puck like Duchesne. He tries to to do, you know, stick handling and, and loses the puck or Forsberg tries it and loses the puck. And it's just they're trying to be too fancy. They're not getting their passes through. They're not playing their game. They're getting taken off their game. And it's just it's the, the, the absolute worst time for to be doing that, anything like that. So You saw it kind of creeping up when they played Florida. He had Spencer mm-hmm. Knight in net. Spencer Knight, you're you're thinking, okay, backup goaltender. Oh yeah, uh, maybe we can do something tonight. Well, Spencer Knight had a good game, and the Preds lose four to one. Then you see the Pittsburgh game. You're playing to Smith. Mm-hmm. He has a great game. Preds lose three to two in a really hard fought game, where at least yep. the team got a uh, point a point in overtime by getting mm-hmm. into overtime. And then you see the San Jose game, where come on now, I'm sorry. I'm not going to even waste more than 30 seconds talking about that game. Yeah, the Preds did what they had to do, and they got the two points, thankfully. But that was not a a game to hang your hat on. I'm sorry. It wasn't. No. It just wasn't. I'm sorry. No. and I mean, they got the 1-0 win in overtime, and yeah, they did what they had to do, and it still counts as two points. They got 41 shots on goal. That's great. But how are you finishing? At a certain point, you got to finish. And to yeah. get 41 shots on goal and you only have one goal to show for it, I mean, I'm sorry. You're going to have to do more for me than that. Yeah, and I will give San Jose a little bit of credit. Their goaltender is better than – he's a good goaltender. Yeah, is and, good. And he, and he played – I would expect him to play the way he played because he's a, he's a great goaltender. But it's like it's like all these goaltenders have the Predators figured out or it's either that or they just can't shoot. Devil's, devil's advocate here, Rich. Kakinen's numbers, even at that great game, he's hovering around a three goals against average per game in oh, okay. a .91 save percentage. I'm not saying those are terrible numbers, but they're but not, not like yeah, top-tier numbers. So, I mean, they've ran into some really good goaltending, but how much of that is just the Preds aren't getting quality chances? They're not... Chris Mason on the broadcast tonight said it very well. The Preds are really just playing to Mike Smith's hands and net. I mean, he's given they're giving him easy shots to save. I mean, yep. they're not really testing the goaltender truly. They're giving him mm-hmm. really easy saves when they do get shots on goal. Yep, absolutely. Uh, most of the shots that you've seen tonight have been like right into his chest or straight yeah. into his glove. I mean, like yeah. that that one good quality chance that Duchesne had, he skated in and then um, he, he lifted the puck just absolutely like he should have. He lifted the puck right into Smith's glove. But you have to get right – you have to get multiple 
quality looks yeah, yeah. to beat most NHL goaltenders on yeah. a, on any given night. I mean, that's yeah. why they're in the NHL because they're really good goaltenders. Even mm-hmm. backups are really some of the best goaltenders in the world, even backups. Yeah. And so yeah. these weak shots or these shots you're seeing from the Preds where they just fire it from the blue line and they hope that they get a deflection, they get something lucky to bounce off somebody. Yep. That stuff's not going to work. It's definitely not going to work in the first round against Colorado or Calgary. So no, you're really starting to see all. this team come back down to reality. Uh, and I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate, but we're kind of starting to get served a dose mm-hmm. of reality with this team. Unfortunately. Yep. yep. We did so good tempering our expectations, didn't we? And then, and we, and, yeah. and we fell for the bait, Rich. We <laughs> fell for the bait, the old bait and switch. Eight and switch got us. And so that's kind of goes perfect into our next segment here. Again, this is Chad Minton with Rich Howe, your host of Catfish on Ice, episode 121. We're talking about the Preds and the Oilers as the Oilers are completely steamrolling our Predators four to nothing. And it feels more like seven or eight to nothing. I don't know. Take the score as high as you want to take it, to be quite honest, because this has just been a complete and utterly. Yeah, horrible not, performance by the Predators. They, they, yeah, they're and they're not going to score a goal. I just, I just and, watched them. They had a, they had a good. Did they just score again? I mean, does it matter at this point? <laughs> I guess not. But, <laughs> I guess and, not. Uh, not, not yeah, to be I mean, even worse about this and piled on, but the Preds and the, or the Stars in the Wild are going to overtime. Oh yeah, That's, and. Vegas and Calgary was tied for a while, and then Cal- uh, Vegas scored like two goals in a row. So, so the Stars are guaranteed to at least tie the Preds in the standings at eighty nine yep. points. Yep. Whereas, um, yeah, you still got Vegas hovering around, currently four points behind the Preds. But that kind of takes points. us perfectly into our next segment here of Catfish on Ice, episode one twenty one which is let's kind of try to draw some comparisons to the 2016-2017 team. And, I mean, I remember very vividly the same kind of emotions about that team Mm. Uh, in terms of, okay, my playoff expectations for this team are pretty low. Um, <laughs> let's just hope they can make the playoffs and let's see what happens kind of thing. Um, at that point, the Preds have never been to the play- to the Stanley Cup, obviously. They had only mm-hmm. made it past the first round a couple times. Yep. Uh, even making it past the first round was like a crazy accomplishment. And it's starting oh, to yeah. feel that way now again, honestly, sadly enough. But um, I want to kind of go back and look at the final stretch of that season in 2016-17, just to kind of compare to what the Preds are going through. And just kind of figure out, okay, was that team trending in the right direction or did they sneak into the playoffs as well through the back door? And this may or may not give you a little bit of um, optimism. Maybe. Mm. But let's look at the last 
10 games for the Preds in that 2016-17 season. They won four in a row, and then they lost five of their last seven. Whew. So the 2016-17 team lost five of their last seven games, but still managed to sneak through the back door to make the playoffs. And I actually remember watching that game against the Winnipeg Jets yeah. on April 8th, 2017. I literally remember watching that game on TV and seeing the Preds lose that game and thinking, well, here we go again. The Preds barely sneak into the playoffs, and they're going to have to play the Chicago Blackhawks, which is the equivalent to the Colorado right. Avalanche yep, today. At that time, absolutely. And I remember thinking, <laughs> okay, congratulations, you made the playoffs, or to get swept. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what that team did? That team went ahead and not only did not get swept, but they actually swept the Chicago Blackhawks. But can we yep. really count on that to happen again? Can we really is that the is that the uh, norm? <clears throat> no, it's not. That's that's it's the not. exception to the rule. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean it just it doesn't happen very often, that's for sure. Usually, you know, miracle runs like that are and that's what that that's what that really was if you look at it. It was a miracle run to get that team got so hot. Run. That team got yeah, hot at, at the, the right, right time. time. Mhm. They, they had, had that they helps. had Pecorino that helped a lot. They had a team that honestly had a lot of veterans <clears throat> who yep. knew how to show up in the big moments, and they weren't an offensively highly offensively skilled team. Mm-hmm. But you look at that team, and that was kind of when the Jofa <clears throat> line was cooking. Yeah. You had Ryan Johansson, you had Phil Forsberg, you had Victor Arvidsson in their heydays. You had Mike Fisher as a captain yep. of that team. And then you had some younger players who got hot at the right time. You had Cal Yarncroke, you had Kevin Fiala on that team. You had Freddie Goudreau, who's now on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, you had Pontus Aberg, who was a good quality depth player. I know you weren't really watching the team closely then, nope. Rich. But Pontus Aberg was another really good depth player who just decided, you know what, I'm going to show up now. Yep. And, I mean, it wasn't a team that was loaded with superstars. That's the crazy thing. This team this year actually has more players who are have more notoriety league-wide. Colton Sissons was starting to come into his own. He was on that yeah. team. P.K. Subban was on that team and was a big part of that Stanley mm-hmm. Cup run. Yannick Weber was on that team. Austin Watson. You're looking at this team. It's a it's a very blue-collar team, Rich. Yes. Similar to this one. This is very similar to this one. Yep. And so, James Neal. How do I look over James Neal? He was on that team. Uh, yeah, that team had some good players. It had some good pieces, but it was a very blue collar, ragtag type of team. Yeah. What do we feel? Do we, do we really want to draw comparisons? Is that fair to draw a little bit of comparison to this team if this team, this current team, sneaks into the playoffs? I just don't see how. First off, I don't. You know, we we talked last time about um, 
the few different things we've seen saying they've got like a 94% chance of making it into the playoffs. I still don't 90, understand that. 91. I know they're they're way smarter it. than us. They know math. They know equations. They know probabilities. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. not questioning their knowledge, but I don't see how yeah. it's that high. Yeah, I don't either. There's You look at that and, and like just to get in, you know, they've got, what is it, nine games left now? Um, eight after tonight. Eight, eight, eight after now. tonight. Yeah, eight so there you go. Now. So – if you win half of those, you know, is that that still might not be enough. Even if you, if you win, you well, it know, depends on what whatever. Vegas does. Vegas is the one team you have yeah. to worry about. Vegas honestly, is the one team you have to worry about. I mean, yeah. Vancouver has an outside chance of getting in, but it's really about Vancouver. It's, Let's it's just forget little, about Dallas. Let's just go ahead and concede yeah. that one of the wild card spots is going to be Dallas. It looks like it, yeah, for sure. So you got a you got a four point cushion as we speak right now over Vegas. And the Preds are doing everything they can in their power to give that up. Just completely give it up. Yeah. When you, yeah. So you, you look at the odds to, to even get in. And then you look at who their first round opponents are. Of the two, I'd rather play Calgary, obviously. But, uh, Colorado just seems like, I mean, they're on like a seven game win streak. It just seems like impossible, an impossible thing. But anything could happen. And that, and that's for sure. Oh. But it just seems like something. There's something missing from this team, or something's happened, and it just it, it's, it's it's bad. It's they better brilliant. figure it out quick. We it's do brilliant. have a final score alert. Dallas Uh-oh. does end up losing to Minnesota in overtime. Okay, so so both. you can't write this any perfectly, honestly. If you're writing a script for the NHL season and the growing <laughs> rivalry of the Preds and the Stars that's been building up since 2019, the Preds and the Stars, through 74 games, have identical records. I just saw that. Including point percentage. Identical. I want to know what the next tie, whatever the next tiebreaker is in that scenario. I would have to look it up to see what that is. is but they're a, tied. They're tied in point percentage, and they're tied in wins. I mean, it might be regulation wins. I'm not sure. It's. I think it might it gold, be regulation wins. Is it? It's not goal differential, is it? It might be. That, I don't know. The, according to the NHL app, the Preds still hold the the first wild card spot. Yeah. As the two teams are tied, so their differential is is plus twenty three, and Dallas is minus three. That might be. I mean, honestly, I'm I not. Don't know. If not anyone's sure. watching the podcast right now, share us on that. Let us yeah. know what that next tiebreaker might be. But the Preds are, and that still, according to the NHL app, in the number one wild card spot. The and the Stars are number two wild card. But um, again. The stars are trending in the right direction, and the Preds are not. <laughs> uh, that's very fair to say. Yeah, it's bad. Definitely going in the wrong direction. But going back to comparing it to, to the 2017 team, it's so hard to compare anything to 2017 because that was such a magical run. And you're, yeah. it, you can't really hit your wagon to that happening again is kind of where no. I'm at with it. Because that was not a team that anyone expected for that to happen. And yeah, that could totally happen again this season. No one's saying it can't happen again. But you can't really bank on that. You can't. It's such a low probability of that happening. Whereas you go to the following season when the Preds won the President's Trophy 
mm-hmm. completely dominated the regular season. Yep. Cruised into the playoffs. Barely got by a growing avalanche team that was still very young and premature. Mm-hmm. And the Preds barely snuck by them. And then they lose in seven games in heartbreaking fashion to the Winnipeg Jets in the second round. And ever since then, it's really been all downhill in terms of this team, in terms of playoff success. Because the season after that, they lose in the first round to the Dallas Stars. Then they lose the Stanley Cup qualifiers to the Coyotes. And then last season, they lose to the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round. So it's been downhill since then. The year they got in when they when they beat and when Dallas beat them, I don't remember. Did they how how was it them getting in? Was it they tough? were favorites? They, no, they, they were, were totally favorites. But I mean, they, they got t- into the playoffs easily easily that time. Yeah, they were they were in. Dallas. They were. I mean, I it wasn't remember. it wasn't like this season at all yeah. where you were worried about making the playoffs and you were trying to figure out a way to get in. No, that season yeah. was very much like you were still clinging on to the hope of maybe this team can win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. That year. And they definitely went into that first-round series against the Stars as the favorites. And you expected to win that series. You expected to win that series. Now, did you think the team could win the Stanley Cup? That's debatable. But you definitely were expecting to make the playoffs. You were expecting to win the first round against the Stars. And then you were going to see what happens in the second round and from then on. But that's really when everything started started falling apart and fans started realizing it might be time to rip apart this team. But it didn't happen. (laughs) But it did not happen. And that's kind of that's kind of where it where it came out of me with that thought of my article thinking about, have we become numb to the playoffs? Yeah, it sure does look like it. Um, Even in a season like this where we didn't expect to make the playoffs this year necessarily, but when you see the team do what they've done and then, okay, so now they're going to make the playoffs possibly. I'm still going to be numb to it. I mean, it's going to be, I love seeing hosted playoff games on lower Broadway and I'm not saying that I would rather see the team not make the playoffs at all. And that's not what I'm yeah. saying. What I'm yeah. saying is the pure joy of making the playoffs is just escaped me. I don't have that feeling for it yeah. anymore. Like, it's just like, okay, it's yeah, we're in. Me. Let's see what we can do. Like, yeah. like prove it's become a prove me wrong scenario in the playoffs for this team. Now it's yeah. like, okay, I don't think you can win the first round. So prove me wrong, please. That's kind of where I'm at with yeah. it. Yeah, we've just been bit so many times. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, if I remember correctly, last season it came down to what was it like the next to the last game before they got in the playoffs, or was it two? Or, it was the second. Yeah, it was the next to the last game, mm-hmm. and um, you know the expectations weren't very good because they were going against Carolina, and they they played good against Carolina, almost pulled off another miracle or whatever, but it just it just didn't happen. And uh, we're we're in the same boat again this year, and it's like yeah, this is four years running or three three seasons running where you know there's just not much hope at all. And if you're and a long term fan of this team, if you're a fan of this team for the long term, yeah, it's even you kind of feel like we're you kind of feel like you're going back in time a little bit because yeah. the early days of the franchise when they started making the playoffs you expected to lose in the first round every year. That's just mm-hmm. was part of it. You were like, okay, we made the playoffs. Congratulations. 
let's go ahead and take our participation trophy of making the playoffs, but we're probably going to lose in the first round. And I really hate that this franchise has reverted back to that. Yeah. Because that's what it is. This franchise has reverted back to being a first-round exit. They're going Perennial first-round exit team. For sure. It infuriates me. I hate it. But they, you know. they are they are going backwards, and if you look at um, the things that could possibly happen in the off season, I, I don't see it getting like much better. I mean, there's obviously little bright spots of some cool things that could happen, but you don't. It just doesn't give you much to to cling on to. For well, we've season. got plenty of time in the off season to talk about that on this show, Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for watching on Twitter and on YouTube. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 121, presented by DraftKings. Let's throw some love to our sponsor, DraftKings. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Telling you right now, DraftKings is the place to be if you're an NHL fan and you want to throw a little money down on some NHL action. I'm telling you right now, you got to get there. Use our promo code. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 up restrictions apply. See our show notes for details, please, if you have a gambling problem, to look up help and also find some information on responsible gambling practices. DraftKings also has daily fantasy options available for you, and it's safe, secure, and reliable. I can tell you that firsthand because I use the DraftKings Sportsbook app regularly, and you can get your winnings really quick, and it's safe, secure, and reliable. So go do that, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code, THPN. Let's let's yep. talk a little bit, Rich, about the lineup decision tonight. Oh to, yeah. Uh, call back Good, uh, Cody Glass. Uh, yeah. They they gave the youngster a chance because guess what? He earned it. Cody Glass yes. has, and I do love that. I really do love that about this organization and about John Hines. Uh, when you see a young player like Cody Glass who was drafted top 10 overall originally by Vegas, has a ton of potential, yep. has a high ceiling, got into the Preds lineup to open this season. He was acquired in a three-way trade from Vegas through Ellis. the Ryan Ellis yep. trade, yeah. And so everyone wants these instant results for from Cody Glass because of the Ryan Ellis giveaway. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of fans, myself included, who loved Ryan Ellis. They loved what he stood uh, yeah. for. They loved his leadership. They loved his beard. They loved it all. <laughs> they loved it all. And so now you want instant results out of that trade. <clears throat> and Nope. <laughs> uh, people were rubbed the wrong way at first when Cody Glass was just immediately shipped down to Milwaukee to open the season. I mean, he only got like a few games here to uh, yeah. really do anything. And then they were like, nope, you need to go down to Milwaukee and you need to get some development. 
And it's yeah. turned out that was a pretty good decision because yeah, Cody he, Glass has completely ripped through the, the AHL this season. Yeah, he had like 60 points in 63 games or something like that. Yeah, he's on fire. He was like Piling the best the player. Piling up. Yeah, he played for 11 minutes, 14 seconds tonight. He got two shots on goals and four hits, and I think he was doing really well in faceoffs too. He just was. didn't uh, didn't uh, well, not none of them played well, but well, yeah, um, we're not gonna hold we're not gonna hold it against him that he didn't get no, the score sheet. No, absolutely not. That's that's um, to we're in eleven. He I mean, he only got eleven minutes of action. So we're, and he he did some things mm-hmm. well. I mean, he did well yeah, in the faceoff did. circle, as you said. Yep. He yep. did register four hits. He got two shots on goal. He was on the fourth line, which is buried. And let me let me bring this Very up buried. because I feel like a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this. But I'm going to hold true to how I felt pregame, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this, Rich. All right. I feel like it would have been a bad idea to just thrust Cody Glass into the top six and expect him to just immediately produce on the NHL level against Edmonton's elite top six. And who would you have taken out in that role? Uh, Tomasino? That would be the only one. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought that was the whole argument all season was we need to elevate Tomasino and give him more chances to produce. He – why do we keep burying Tomasino on the top line? But then I'm yep. seeing like a few people saying, respectively, I disagree, but I'm seeing a few people out there saying, Cody Glass needs to be in the top six. Give him a chance tonight. And it's like, no. Does he? No. <laughs> Does he Give him yeah. a chance to work his way in the lineup. And let's see if he can actually do something on the fourth line. He did. It wasn't hit. Yeah. There's No one's looking at Cody Glass <laughs> for the reasons why this team – no, downright, Absolutely downright not. suck tonight. No one's looking to him. I just, I really thought that you got to ease him into the lineup, let him get mm-hmm. his feet wet a little bit again. And I want to know what you think about that, Rich. Do you agree with that, or do you, do you think maybe they should have been a little bit more aggressive and giving him a chance to play more minutes in the top six? No, I think what they did was absolutely what they should have done. Um, they've moved Tomasino up for the past few games to the to the front first line and and I mean he's had varying success you know it's not been stellar but you know he's got to learn or whatever and just to send him down to the fourth line just because you're you're going to bring in Cody Glass who hasn't played NHL game NHL games for the major all season you know, it's yeah, easy man. Like you said, definitely easy man. I agree with how they uh, handled that for sure. But um, yeah, f- I think f- uh, putting him on the first line or even the second line would have just been and, too much. And, and to that degree, they also moved uh, Luke Cunning down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gotta did. say, right now, I'm not, not looking good. <laughs> feeling good about Luke Cunning at all. I'm not either. Um, I know he's got to be frustrated. You can tell by the way he's playing. But frustration is is turning into mistakes. So, yeah, he's bringing, he's bringing virtually no offense to this lineup at all. Not, like yeah. no zero, virtually zero. Yeah, none of them are, you know, too much. But um, 
it, it just goes back to what we talked about, like that secondary scoring. We have none of that. And, and but I'm talking just, about all yeah. season, Luke Cunningham. Well, that's not all, doing yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's got 12 goals on the season. That is not enough. He's only got eight assists. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's not enough for a 24-year-old player who at this point should have it figured out. He's got enough NHL experience. The guy's mm-hmm. got over 200 games of NHL experience. Yeah. You can't put him in the same boat as Nelly Tolvanen in terms of patience. Mm-hmm. And as much as you love Cunning's aggression, you love the fact that he doesn't back down from a fight. You love mm-hmm. that he racks up the hits. I mean, he's among the top leaders in hits on this team. But hits do not lead to offense necessarily. They don't lead to goals. They no. don't necessarily, more times than not, lead to Stanley Cups. I'm sorry, but they don't. They're flashy. You love to see it. It's entertaining, but you got to have something else to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, you know, the plan by shifting the lines around and moving Tomasino up and they moved Tolvin and up or whatever was to try to get them, get them going and get some of that yeah. secondary scoring, but man, it just isn't working. Um, <laughs> you wanna, working. Are you ready for this? Uh, really bad and long scoring drought for uh Luke Cunning what he's in right now yes what is um it? I don't know if you're ready for this I know I'm it's been a while sh- I'm kind of shocked to even look at this Luke Cunning has registered one point one measly point since February 22nd that's almost wow. two months rich yeah, and he my, was playing. My right. He was playing. In, he was playing on the second line too. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, you he's got more than that. He's got two points in the last two months, and you got to go all the way back to January twenty fifth before you find his third point. Wow, that's, that's not that's, even a that's, that's not even brutal. enough to warrant fourth line minutes. No, it's not. At all. And I think when it comes to Luke Cunning, we kind of looked over it for a long time. I'll call myself guilty on this. I overlooked it for the longest time because he plays so aggressive and you love his energy. You love his passion. You love all that. So you kind of like gloss over it for the longest time. I did not realize it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't either. We're talking about three calendar months and he's, so we talk about the great NHL players are like a point per game type of player. Well, right now Luke Cunning is a point per month player. Point a month, yeah. Point per month. Um, That's the new bar yeah. we're setting right now. Is point per month. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he played good last year, um, and that's when you know we kind of fell in love with him or whatever. And then he played well in the playoffs. He had that one uh, game winning goal that everybody remembers, and then just. It's bad. It's just there's no production from him at all. Um, I don't know, man. They're gonna, gonna, I mean, they're you got to. I, I don't guess you have to keep him in the lineup, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, do you bring Michael McCarron back in the mix? That would be a really if they healthy scratched Luke Cunning and brought in Michael McCarron. I don't know how much of an upgrade that would be. At least Michael McCarron <laughs> is. At least Michael McCarron has figured out ways to score goals. I don't know. He has. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you don't have a lot of options right now this late in the season. I mean, you're kind of like yeah. scrambling at this point because 
If you call someone up from Milwaukee, <laughs> I mean, are you really going to throw a young another young player like Cody Glass? You're going to add to that, throw another young. I mean, this now's not the time to be experimenting with young players. I do like the the addition of Cody Glass. I'm not saying I disagree <laughs> with that. I love that. But yeah. how far do we want to go with this? I mean, mm-hmm. do you want to throw Matt Love back in there? Well, Matt Love's probably not going to give you any offense either. So, no. I mean, you're kind of mm-hmm. stuck with Luke Cunning right now for the Matt duration. Loves, I mean, Matt Love's hurt at the moment, but yeah, um, he's got a non COVID illness. But I mean, like, you're kind of stuck. AJ Evans, Michael McCarron got a hat trick, remember? Yeah, like, well, you remember that? I don't know. I mean, that's what I first think about. Like, I mean, are you, are you, is John Hines going to be that bold? <laughs> to healthy scratch Luke Cunning and put Michael McCarron in there? He needs to do something. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that would be a bold one. Yeah. Stupid seals in here. Should have kept Holla instead. Yeah. uh, Holla uh, plays really well in the Boston system, but unfortunately. I got one better. I got one better. I got one better. Should have kept Craig Smith. Craig Smith. Doing really never well in that forgive. Boston system. <laughs> it's a different. It's just a different. It, they're built different. I just don't. I'll never forgive the Preds and David yeah. Poyle for not shilling out a little bit of money. You didn't have to pay him a lot to keep Craig Smith. Yeah. A Craig Smith on this team <laughs> would make a world of difference right now. Yeah, I You're really not gonna, like. Not gonna, Change my I mind like, on that. I like both of those guys, uh, and they play really well for Boston right now. <clears throat> I don't think they'd have success in in the, the way this the Predators are built, especially. Well, okay, Hall. that's fair. That's I, I fair. I just don't think that's he fair. would have the same type of system. They're they're just different. They're built that's different. But I think Craig Smith could still make a difference on this team right he, now. I he, do. He probably could make more of an impact because of the way he plays. He he plays. The, the type of game that the Predators are, are playing or trying to play anyway. <clears throat> but I just don't think Hall – I like Hall, though. I like the game he played here. It's just different different system. So, <clears throat> that's for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, we can even talk about uh, what's really circulating through the airwaves is uh, Ryan Hartman, who also <laughs> played for this Predators team and has really went on a goal barrage this year for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And he also did what we all love to see, which uh, pretty much uh, not safe for work, but he threw out the the middle finger and Yo. told us all what we really feel about Evander Kane. He told Evander Kane you were number one. Yes, that's what he did. He, he told saying. him he was number one. He just used it in a different way, but he told he him he was in number a different one. Way. <laughs> but uh, I loved how uh, all these people came out to pay his fines. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's donating all that to uh, Children's Hospital in Minnesota. Yeah, gosh, so. I love that so much. Yeah, <coughs> like so, he, I mean, yeah. the dollars. The Preds have, have let the Preds have let a lot of really good glue guy type of players slip through and let them go over recent memories. And yeah. those are kind of your top three right there: Ryan Hartman, Kevin Holla. And uh, definitely Craig Smith for me. I'm sorry, but that's oh, true. Smitty. Smitty, yeah, Smitty's. All, I'm always gonna miss him. So yeah, so this team really is up. Their backs are against the wall, and even if they do sneak into the playoffs, we're we're yep. kind of stuck right now. Yep. Here's our friend Johnny. 
Hey guys, jumping on late, but wanted to say hi before I shoot the Preds fan reaction video. It'd be short. Why put so much effort after this team showed me nothing? <laughs> oh, All yeah. right, so let, let's show some love to Predemption, which is uh, yep. Johnny, <coughs> who does his uh, fan reaction videos. He is yep. awesome. We appreciate his support. Very We'd love for y'all. Videos. And we would love for y'all to show uh, Johnny some support as well with his fan reaction videos. They're really awesome. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Johnny, for supporting the podcast as well. We yes, really appreciate, we appreciate it, man. It. Yes. Yep, and we'll sure. check out your fan reaction video. Hey, we're on here bringing this episode. We need you to uh, power through as well. Oh, he said he did a he said he did a top twenty five. Oh, there it is. Top 25 home wins video today. That's cool. All right, That's there awesome. you go. All right, so everyone go they check did. that out from uh, – go check that yeah. out from Johnny and his YouTube channel. He uh, yeah. Go follow him on Twitter, and he does some awesome stuff, and we really appreciate him. Yeah. And we got to check that out, the top 25 home wins. That'll yeah. be good. Oh, uh, Stupid Seal has another another person should have kept uh, Nick Bonino. Oh, yeah, I like yeah, Nick there's, Bonino there's a lot. There's another good one, too. We, that was, we traded – for a Luke Cunning. Yep. Yep. And we were like, huh, it's e- what? it's e- it's easy to be Monday morning quarterback here, though. Let's let's not it let's is. not yeah, all turn I mean, into Monday morning quarterbacks here. Yeah. I think all right. I think Luke Cunning's probably not gonna be here next year. Well, I, I just, all right. Well, uh, that's a, a bold take there, Rich. He's, he's, he's a restricted free agent in a month, so we'll see, um, man. We'll see what if he happens. Want, if, the, if the two sides agree to mutually part ways, it could happen. Yeah, it could sure. happen. So yeah. let's go back and review this awful box score here. The Preds lose 4 nothing. Uh, I mean, you're thinking about this trend here. The Preds have got ba- uh, a pair of 6-1 to one losses in this recent stretch. They they go out and lay a dud tonight, 4 uh, nothing. Yeah. And you're looking at it. Here's what's really disturbing. Recently speaking... Their wins are against – I mean, they've got two wins in April, and it's against San Jose and Ottawa. And those were not pretty wins at all. And they've got a win over Minnesota. That's their Minnesota, one good yeah. win. So they got three wins this month. But two of those point. three wins are against really, really, like, not even yeah. good teams. And a point against Pittsburgh – uh, well, I'm not going to count that. I'm sorry, I'm not. So, I mean, yeah. I'm just, it's like, it's bad yeah. times. It, it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, they play Chicago on Saturday. That's a must win. Yeah, it is, but like, you know. Even if they get they the two it? point, if even if it gets the two points, it will not change my playoff hopes for this team. They could go out and beat Chicago eight to nothing on Saturday, yep. just like they did San Jose at one yep. time this season. It's not going to change my playoff hopes until no. I see this team do more of what they did against Minnesota earlier this month. I need to see that more often. Mm-hmm. And for and then, whatever reason, for whatever reason, they just own Minnesota. It really, really I weird. can't even explain it, but they really own strange. Minnesota. Yeah. So then after Chicago, your, your treat coming into town is you get to face the St. Louis blues who are on like, don't a feel good about that. Streak. Yeah, no. I don't feel good about that at no. all. They're on a seven-game win streak, so, you know, there you go. Get you some of that. Then two days later, you got Calgary. Get you some of that. Thanks. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, we need to petition uh, our friend Lindsay to ask the Calgary Flames to go easy on us on Tuesday. <laughs> Can we ask yeah. her to do that? You think she'll do yeah. that? Yeah. And then, yes, I doubt it. Oh, yeah. hey, Rich, I got a good idea. Let's start David Riddick on Tuesday against Calgary, and maybe oh. his former t- maybe his former teammates will feel bad and feel like bad. take it easy on us. I think you're right. They might. That'd be awesome. We got to ask Lindsay if she's willing to uh, pull out some stops on that. Because I mean, we need something at this point. Because yeah, it's, it's I don't with the way this team's playing right now, I don't see too many more wins on this remaining schedule. I don't either. I don't either. And and uh, truthfully, I, I'm a little worried about Saturday's game against Chicago. I hate to say that, but you don't know how these guys are playing, man. They're they're you know. The way they're playing, you just can't. Well, you also got to look at it this way. When you're playing teams like Chicago, who have nothing to play for at this point in the season, mm-hmm. all the pressure is off them. All the pressure is on the Predators. Yep. That Absolutely. can sometimes tilt the scales to the team that has no pressure. Yep. That's and true. it's not like the Blackhawks don't have players who can beat you. No. So, yeah. I mean, and, I don't and- know. And whoever their goaltender is right now, that doesn't matter either because <laughs> the Predators can't take advantage of uh, any uh, goal, uh, younger goaltenders, I guess would be a good way to put it. But, for sure. Let's uh, – uh, Rich, do you got our Catfish Cold Hard Picks for this week? I do have that head. right now. Yeah. How about we Oof. see if we, how we did Wolf. on that one? Wolf. Uh, uh, you did so good. You did great. Just about as bad as the Predators? Uh, my, me, I was, yeah. You did great. Yeah, okay. so so this is week five of doing this uh, cold hard picks. Cat, catfish cold hard picks. Catfish cold hard picks. So you chose uh, the stars over the lightning. That happened. So that's a that point. was a game. That was a heck of a game. That was a, yeah, yeah, it was. You also choose uh, the Devils over the Coyotes. That happened, and you chose Golden Knights over the Canucks, but that did not happen. The Canucks overtime. Knights. Yep. So, Golden Knights push it to overtime, which to the dismay of me, yeah. I did not want to see that happen. Because I'm telling you, just that one point right there that the Golden Knights came back to steal yep. could end up keeping the Predators out of the playoffs in the grand scheme of things. We mm-hmm. don't know. Like every point yeah. literally yeah. matters right now. Absolutely, it does. <sighs> so then um, I picked uh, the Bruins over the Blues. That did not happen. That was a stupid pick. Uh, Rangers over the Hurricanes. Didn't happen, and the Oilers over the Wild. I thought for sure they would beat Minnesota for some reason, and that did not happen. You so picked I some real – Rich, you got to start throwing yourself some softballs here because you're picking some I'm really – you're picking I'm some gonna. really, like, toss-up, really difficult matchups to pick. I'm I mean, gonna, Bruins versus like, the Blues, that is not an easy pick there. That is not an easy pick. You you yeah. really kind of – I mean, I like – yeah, that was probably. I like that. I like that you're challenging yourself. I do, but you need to next week. Uh, so we'll do our new picks on Tuesday next episode or one Monday on our next episode. But yep. you're really challenging yourself. You might need to throw yourself some uh, softballs here, Rich. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do let's our. Do how about this? We're gonna do our. We're gonna do one more edition before the season ends of the battle for the Central Power Rankings. But we're gonna do one more. We're gonna do an addition tonight. We got one. We're gonna do it one more time before the season ends. We'll do our final 
power rankings, but let's do it again tonight <laughs> here. Let's do our battle for the central power rankings here. Uh, as it really is starting to shape out, it's really, I mean, it really comes down to where do we want to put the Preds? Where do we want to put the Stars? I mean, yep. I know they're tied in the standings right now, but I'm sorry. The the, I, the Stars are way ahead of the, the Preds in, in my book right now. Yeah, and I made my picks before the game tonight, so not good. But that's okay. That's all right. So I'll start off. So I got um, obviously Arizona is still in eighth place. Um, they're going to be there for the rest of the season. They've <laughs> lost. They've lost four games in a row. Uh, your Arizona Coyotes are going to be playing in a gym next season. So yeah, that's what yeah. we. That's what we got to look forward I to. I think. I think the basketball gym I played in high school held is more bigger. people. I think so. It's close. Yeah, just close it down and turn it into ice and making. (laughs) But you remember when the Coyotes? You remember when the Coyotes hit that random hot streak there for a little bit? Like, yeah, they they beat the. They were beating the Avalanche there for a little bit, and they were like, they were scoring all these goals. They were scoring like seven or eight goals a game. I'm like, well, that kind of fizzled out pretty quick. Yeah, I'm wanting to think they were on like a five or six game win streak, but I don't remember. So. yeah, so I'm sure you have them at eight. I do. And Chicago do. in seven. Chicago's in seven. The next team, the Preds, C on yep. the schedule. Yep. Might lost. be the last chance to get – that might be their last chance to get a win this season. Get is against point. Yep. Um, Chicago's lost their last three games. And I wrote and they're a note. Tied, um, they're, they're tied four to four right now with San Jose late in the third period. Uh, Yeah, so we've got uh, we just lost Rich here. So uh, this is episode one hundred uh, one twenty one of Catfish and Ice with Chad Minson. Just lost my co-host here, so we will ride it out here. So yeah, we're talking about the Blackhawks. We're doing our battle for the Central Power Rankings, and uh, we've got the Chicago Blackhawks at number seven. They have lost uh, every game they've played this month in April. And uh, but the Preds play them next, and we can't really pencil in any win right now for the Predators, no matter who they're playing. Uh, let's go through the the rankings here. Uh, definitely have the Winnipeg Jets at number six. Uh, another team that's just there's Rich. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Awesome. I think my camera went dead. All right, so we're going to number six here in the power rankings, Rich, and that is definitely going to be the Winnipeg Jets, right? Winnipeg Jets, for sure. Um, not impossible, but hard for them to get into the playoffs. Do they still have a chance? I guess I think, mathematically yeah, I mean, speaking, pretty, they can get in. I think it's pretty close. Uh, like, they're they're within striking distance. Uh, it'll be tough, though. I can't remember how many points they had. So they have <clears throat> 81 yeah, so they got they'd have to get like eight or nine points, you know, to to try to. The Winnipeg Jets are another team that's been kind of a disappointment. I mean, you would if you're if you're looking back in the preseason, you're looking at these standings. You would expect the Preds to be in the Winnipeg Jets position right now, and you would expect the Winnipeg Jets to be where the Preds are right now. If you were if you had a crystal ball and you were predicting 
what the standings would look like right now back in October. I think yep. you would probably swap out the Preds and the Jets if, if mm-hmm. you were asking me. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but uh, sure. definitely we're going – I'm going Preds at number five, and honestly, they're not that far ahead of the Jets. If the Preds and the Jets played in the seven-game series right now, <laughs> I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to lie to you. I'd be inclined to pick the Jets <laughs> to win a seven-game series over the Preds. I'm feeling the same way. It's just it doesn't feel good, but I'm gonna I'm still gonna put the Preds ahead of the Jets in the stand in the rankings for our yeah. rankings, just for the fact that they're still eight points ahead. So yeah. I can't put the Jets ahead of them, but the stars are clearly have moved past the Preds in my book in our power rankings. Yeah. Like it's clear. Well, I put I put I put them at five still before the game. Um I said they they could take over the first wild card spot pretty easily. And it's fine with me as long as the Predators get in. But um, I put Nashville at four, but I, I wrote everything's in their hands. You have to win against some tough teams. That's what I wrote before this game. <laughs> and they did not. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> they did listen to you, that. Rich. They did not listen to you. They did not do that at all. So there you go. Flip flop right. those two. And then after that, the standings get pretty set. But I got to say, I actually do have Minnesota at number three and St. Louis at number two. Me too. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, St. Louis, and I don't like to say this, but I'm being totally objective here. St. Louis is playing some really hot hockey at the right time. They are the opposite of what the Preds are doing. They are yeah. playing their best hockey at the right time. They are on. I don't. Are they playing tonight? Yes. Uh, oh, they are. Yeah. So yes, they did. They beat the Sabers. So they are now on a seven-game winning streak. And they beat the Sabers six to two because they did what a good team's supposed to do when they play a bad team. <laughs> they took care of business. Hey, Preds, take a note here. Predators notorious for playing down to bad teams. <clears throat> That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, mm. and I, I really docked the Minnesota Wild a lot of points because they don't know how to beat the Preds. So, um, I put the Wild at number three and I put mm-hmm. the St. Louis Blues at number two. <clears throat> and uh, Colorado, of course, is number one. I mean, uh, they are at 112 points. <clears throat> And now, really, all Colorado's thinking about is, can they beat the Florida Panthers for the President's Trophy? Yeah. You've got a two-team race for the President's Trophy, the curse of the President's Trophy, honestly. Maybe neither team wants to win that curse. Yeah. But you've got the Florida Panthers Panthers at 110 points and the Colorado Avalanche at 112 points. Colorado is on a seven game win streak and they are beating the devils right now, three to one And Colorado. So, I mean, doesn't even have anything to play for. I mean, literally they can play for, they could be in cruise control completely. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're, I guess they could maybe be playing for the president's trophy. I don't know how much players really care about that. Uh, I'd be interested to know that, but, um, uh, I mean, really they literally have nothing to play for. And all they have to think about right now is, winning a Stanley cup. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Um, 
So that's our battle for the Central Power Rankings. We will do one more edition of this, a final edition, next Thursday as awesome. the regular season comes to a close. Awesome. We will do that. Very cool. All right. As we wrap up episode 121, we are going – I got a couple entries to our fun things I saw on the interwebs, Rich. Awesome. I'm going to try to finish it a little I'm going to try to finish it a little bit positive. First of all, we want to vi- wish a very happy birthday to oh, our yeah. friend Lindsay. Yep. She went to the Calgary game tonight. So Yes. That is our first ball. entry well, is uh we want to wish a very happy birthday to Lindsay, supporter of the podcast, a big Flames fan, but she's become a Predators fan thanks to David Riddick being on the team. And we love her to death. She's such an amazing person, and we really hope that you had an awesome birthday at the Flames yep. game. Even though the score is five to one, Vegas. Uh, <clears throat> don't like to hear that. Either. All like right. For that. many reasons. Yep. All right. Here's something else. So, you know what? The NHL just really doesn't know how to like do themselves any favors. And uh, did you see this promo that got leaked? <laughs> I saw it today. Yes. All right. So, uh, this is from JD Simpkins on Twitter. Uh, shares uh, TNT cut a promo for Penguins versus Flyers and misspelled both Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. They spelled Pittsburgh without the H at the end, yep. and they spelled Philadelphia also without the H at the end. The so H-key. apparently they have a problem with H's. Was the H key that, uh, not working in that promo? That H key is stuck. Yeah, whoever whoever did that. I mean, honestly, if you look at the all the typing, there's no H's. Oh, there's one. Oh. Oh, there's there one in Philadelphia. They so the H key must have been working a little bit because there's an H in Philadelphia. There's not an H at the end. So they spelt Philadelphia. 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 Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh. to their to their credit, the H is silent in Pittsburgh, so yep. we will give them a little bit of credit there. I and then you've got that. in in the promo, you've got uh, Sidney Crosby just looking completely evil, which he is because he is evil. And they made there him look also, evil. There was also a big stink about uh, um, the Winter Classic next season is Pittsburgh and Boston. Did well, you see that? Blue Bloods, Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods. But did you see? So the promo picture was um, Crosby and Brad Marchand. Normally that would have been Patrice Bergeron probably in that picture. But Bergeron is not signed for next season. So everybody was talking about that picture. Why wasn't wasn't Bergeron in there? And they're like, I mean, I get it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. He's not really signed. So he might not even be there next season. Probably I do I do like a home game at Fenway Park though. Like a oh, winter okay. classic at, yeah. at Fenway Park is pretty cool. I will so be watching going, it, obviously. Yeah, so they're going back cool. to Fenway Park. So I mean, I'm not against it. And well, I, I'll obviously send me a Boston Bruins jersey, please, somebody, because I'll <laughs> rock it on that day. Yeah, All right, I got one more thing yeah. here. This is totally something I would do here. I just saw this right before we went live. But this, someone shares this. This is just Dave from Twitter at hike underscore charity. If you want to look it up, but you've got this guy who is trying to do a home remedy of curing ants in his garden. 
You got to look this up, Rich, while I'm sharing this. It's I, at I Hike. It. All right, you saw it? Okay. I, I, I saw it on there when you sent it. Yeah, It's got 44,000 likes on Twitter right now. So this guy is trying to cure ants in his garden. And I am all for, I've always been the type where I want to figure out a home remedy for something, mm -hmm. whether Same it's thing. medicinal, whether it's um, do it yourself, whatever it is that I can do before I have to shell out a lot of money to, to fix it. I'm going to try to figure out how to do it myself. And so mm -hmm. I kind of like, I really feel for this guy, but this is something stupid that I would do. So the guy says, so it's ants in the garden, run a hose from your barbecue gas cylinder and put it into the ants nest and turn it on just a little, remove the hose and carefully light the hole. What could possibly go wrong? First of all, we're telling you don't try this at home, please. We're not advocating this. And if you watch this video, you'll see why. So the guy shoves the hose down there, lights the match, throws it in, and basically his entire yard implodes. And he's not lucky only, he's lucky he didn't get hurt. <coughs> the about six inches of dirt and grass lifted up in the air and then went back down. And I'm sorry, but I was totally focused on his two gorgeous dogs in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And the poor they're both watching like spectators, which is what my dogs do when I'm doing yard work. They just watch me like spectators. Yeah. And you're the you're when you're watching this video, you see these two dogs in the background watching like spectators. And when this explosion goes off, one of the poor dogs goes running behind this little fence. And I'm just like, oh my God, that could have been a catastrophe, yeah. but luckily no one was hurt. You you watch that and you're like worried about the dogs because the guy is obviously an idiot. So you're worried about, you know, the, the, so here, here's another, another funny point for you about this. So that was a, a guy doing something he read on the internet, put a propane hose. He obviously left it on too long. Missy in Canada is still on here with us. This shows you how sensible a woman is more than a man. I was reading the other day on home remedies for ants and it's stuff like half vinegar and half water with soap and water. That's all it takes. You don't have to blow up your yard. You don't have to blow up your yard with propane. <laughs> Just be sensible. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, okay. um, I, I'm guilty of trying some crazy stuff. I don't know if I'd be stupid enough to do that, but, but uh, wow. I'm just glad everybody's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Scary. Crazy stuff you see there, but I'm glad the guy's okay, obviously. I'm glad yeah, the dogs sure. are okay, but that was a crazy video there. Glad it ended well. Sure. We wouldn't be sharing this if something bad no. happened in there, but yeah. uh, we yeah. can go back and laugh at it now and tell everyone, don't try that at home. No, no. Bad news. All right. This has been episode 121 of Catfish on Ice. We try to leave everyone with some positivity, especially on a night like tonight, watching the Predators lose 4 nothing. We gotta keep some hope here. It's not the end of the world. There's still chances, hopefully, that the press can sneak their way in. We will stay with you until the very end. We appreciate everybody. This is Chad Benton with Rich Howe, your host, presented by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. This has been Catfish on Ice. We hope everyone has a really outstanding and safe weekend. Be kind to one another. One another. Be safe. Take care. We love you, and we will see you 
next week for a brand new episode. Have a great weekend. Good one.